Hello and welcome back to the Soccer Brothers Podcast. This is episode number 32. I'm your host, Al Katar, and as always, I'm joined by my brother, Nihal. How you doing, Nihal? Uh, I am doing very, very well. How are you doing? I am doing well as well. Uh, we, you know, I'm in Columbus, so I'm clear of all the snow in D.C. and in, on the East Coast. It looks crazy over there, man. Yeah, your, your girlfriend was on TV. Yeah, she was. She's out in D.C. Uh, she was on... People. I'll link to that in the description, by the way. Well, are we going to do that? Yeah. Go to yeah. 506. She was on PBS NewsHour sledding down the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. How many people get to say they've done that? That's that's incredible. Yeah, well, she's out in D.C. dealing with Truly all the snow. American. She had two uh, two snow days in college, which is, like, unheard of. So <laughs> I'm a little bit jealous. But you know what? I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad I don't have to deal with all the snow right now, to be honest. Yeah. We you don't we don't want to see a USA Costa Rica type. Oh, true, 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 true. But you know what else is going on? There's some exciting news in the soccer world. Sydney Larue announced that she's pregnant. Um, she and Dom Dwyer uh, having their first baby. Hopefully, that baby will represent the U.S. Um, no matter the gender. Uh, yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's going to be a lot of pressure on that kid. There will be a lot of pressure. Uh, other exciting news in that field is Ian Joyce having his third child, a uh, friend of Soccer Brothers podcast. Uh, he was a guest on our sixth episode, so yeah. go check that out if you want to see it. Yeah, that. very insightful, great guy. Congratulations to him. Uh, yeah, it's a great time. I saw that this morning. I was like, wow. Yeah, so did I. I liked it on Twitter. Go follow him on Twitter. Yeah, and I'm sure one day in like 14, 15, 16 years, those kids will be wearing some Ambitious Strike t-shirts. If you want to get some Ambitious Strike t-shirts yourself, go check out AmbitiousStrike.com. That's A-M-B-I-T-I-O-U-S-S-T-R-Y-K.com. The link is in the description of the podcast. Use the code BROTHERS at checkout for a 15% off discount. It's a great apparel company, some great clothes. And they're great guys. So, yeah, yeah, definitely go check out their products. They're really good. We wouldn't just pick any sponsor. They're they're just awesome, and they represent uh, you know soccer. And but you don't have to be a soccer fan. So recommend it to whoever you want. Yep. All right, moving on to the soccer. Uh, we saw the Battle of the Barishas in Germany. Second place Dortmund versus fourth place Guchen <laughs> Godblock. Uh, Mönchengladbach at home lost to Dortmund 3-1. to Yeah, Fabian Johnson's Borussia Mönchengladbach unfortunately falls at home. Um, Dortmund currently in second place, um, and they were in second place before the match, and Mönchengladbach hole in fourth place of, as well. They fall four points behind uh, John Brooks at the Berlin, who are surprisingly in third place with 33 points. Um, but a very, very exciting game, uh, Royce opens up the scoring in the 41st minute. A great ball by Gundogan, Gundogan um, to Royce in a nice finish. Then uh, McTarian in the 50th minute doubles the lead with another great pass by Royce. Did you see that pass? It was excellent. Yeah, yeah. Um, Raphael pulls one back in the 58th minute. Uh, a little bit of a scrap, scrappy goal in the box. A Wando goal, if you'd like. And then <laughs> Gundogan uh, in the 75th minute uh, finishes it off with another nice finish. A lot of nice finishes in this match. Yeah. And I'll create a, a pretty good assist, too. Mkhitaryan whipped yeah. that ball in. Uh, but, but, but I wanted to... Did you see the power on Royce's first shot? My God. It wasn't, it wasn't even, like, that 
like it was a short. I mean, it was a pretty short goal, but like. I mean, he it was so powerful. He's an incredible player, and it's scary that Germany did not have him at the World Cup. I mean, it's just scary to think about that. Uh, but I, I'm just glad, like when he was going through his injury problems and Dortmund was like terrible, that like people just stopped talking about him, but they didn't like start like ripping on him, you know? No, no, not at all. And he, I mean, he, Materian and Aubameyang up top are a force to be reckoned with. I mean, they are they are such a, they're such a good trio. Yeah, I'm excited to see them in, in the round of 16. I think they could they could make, cause some problem, problems for some other teams. In the Champions League? Yeah. yeah. That's coming up soon. Yeah, we're, we'll definitely have episodes on that, maybe predict every all eight games uh, and their ties. So yeah, look forward to that. Another team in the Champions League is Barcelona, and they got an important three points this weekend, beating Malaga on the road uh, as Atletico Madrid and Real Madrid failed to get three points, so huge for them. Yeah, um, Barcelona still in first place um, with a game in hand, though, tied with Atletico Madrid with 48 points. Uh, well, they actually weren't in first place before this no, game. No, they weren't. But they do have a game in hand. So Barcelona has a game in hand. They've, play- okay. they've played one less game than Atletico Madrid, but they both have 48 points. That doesn't mean that they're in first place. I, I mean, they are on goal differential, but you know, that doesn't mean they're going to win their next game or that game in hand, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But anyway, Munir scores in the second minute off of a deflected Suarez shot. Um, then Juan P for Malaga scores in the 32nd minute, and then Messi with a wonderful scissor kick um, to, to secure the win for Barcelona. Two, yeah. two close matches in the last two weeks for Barcelona. Yeah, yeah, but you know they, they've they've come out. Oh wait, no, they drew last week, right? No, 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 they beat uh, Bilbao. Yeah, that's what I was gonna. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. they came, they came out with a win though, and that's going to that last Messi goal though. Adriano with whips in a great cross. I feel like whenever like Barcelona makes makes situations that before if you before you saw the cross, yeah. you would think like, oh, this can't be a goal. There's like <laughs> a bunch of crowded defenders in a box, yeah. like. Uh, but but it's, it's crazy, and Messi not only has the technical ability, but also the athleticism. Well, yeah, and has. the athleticism and the vision to know exactly what he has to do in that situation. I mean, it was a grand positioning. I mean, he's just a mm-hmm. fantastic player to watch. Um, yeah, I mean, the other thing I wanted to say about this match is Arda Turan has been a revelation. I mean, he's only played, what, two or three games so far? Last week, he was on the right wing playing... In, instead of Messi, and he was fantastic. He had uh, an MLS assist or a hockey assist. Um, and then this week, he's playing deeper in midfield, and he's still an influential player in this match. It's exciting. It's exciting to see him play yeah. again, because it was a long six months without him. <laughs> and He's one I, of my I favorite like, players. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, Arda Turan, definitely, when people said he's too slow to play on the wing, this and that, you know, proving they're wrong. Uh, um, Who says that? that? Who first... says that? FIFA players? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> well, I, I was talking about before the season. Well, yeah, but, know, yeah. but like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably, actually, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have he, enough he's pace, He's not going to be a good winger in Ultimate Team. I still wouldn't recommend that. No, uh, but he's really good if you play him in central midfield or as a cam on FIFA. Good to know, good to know. We should start a FIFA podcast. <laughs> uh, but going back to Munir's goal, so he, he was about to celebrate with Suarez, right? I mean, this is just a bit of fluff, but, like, he was about to celebrate with Suarez, but, and then a Suarez player who I generally don't like, like, said, like, no, we're going to celebrate with, like, six other players. Then they circled up. I feel like you wouldn't see that with Real Madrid. Now, I, I'm not, I don't prefer Barcelona necessarily, but I just think they're, like, more of, like, a family, you know? They, uh, they just love to play. Yeah, I mean, I think that's definitely a possibility. I think... Um, that's the type. Uh, it seems like that's the type of club they are. 
I'm not going to say what type of style is better or worse, but they definitely do seem to play more as a team. Like, Messi and Neymar are friends, right? They're, they are friends. You know that. Bale and Ronaldo, not so much. Um, so it's, it's an interesting dynamic to watch to watch uh, how, how the team plays. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, Messi's, Messi's a player who's, like, one of the first people to celebrate with his teammates. Uh, Ronaldo gets mad when another teammate scores. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> well, okay, no, that's just one. That was just one. That one. Who was that again? Who? Uh, no, it was, uh, it was Ishko. Ishko took was his goal. Ishko? Yeah, Ishko took his goal. I thought it was Arbeola. Oh yeah, it was probably both. To be honest, it probably happened twice. Anyway, I mean, it doesn't doesn't really matter, but. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. I think it, I think that definitely helps. Uh, it's easier for the manager too, right? When there's good chemistry there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What What do you think about the the transition that Real Madrid's going through uh, after firing Benitez? I, I, they did they did string a win la- together last week, but Real Madrid not 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 able to go to Real Betis and get a, get three points. You, you need you need to win games like that. Yeah, well, well look, I, I, Zinedine Zidane. I don't think he's necessarily ready. I think we're seeing kind of what we saw with Ryan Giggs after David Moyes got fired. Um, you know, it's it's a transition period. He's an interim coach. It seems like Real Madrid are just gonna are just gonna play it out this season. Maybe hire another manager for a couple of years, and then a couple of years down the road, have Zidane take over. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I th- I really don't think Zidane is going to be the manager after this season, but he'll still be a part of the club. Real, I mean, and the other thing, the other interesting dynamic here is that Real Madrid, as a as a club, can't really afford to alienate Zinedine Zidane because he's a club legend, right? So, yeah. it's it's interesting. We'll we'll see what happens with them. I, I I think the season's pretty much over for them, and I think they they realize that, which is why they wanted to give Zidane experience too. They should have just kept Ancelotti. Well, yeah. I, I, just suck it up and realize that you're not as talented right. as Barcelona. No matter what you do, you're not going to be better than Barcelona at this moment. So, well, no, I mean they they were second place last year, right? Yeah. So I mean, I I I just don't understand why that's not an acceptable finish. Well, and they won the Champions League the year before. Yeah. So I mean, well, yeah, I don't know. I, Ancelotti is a really good. He's really good at managing those big name players. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right, moving over to England. Uh, in Emirates Stadium, Arsenal could not manage to get even a point against Chelsea. Uh, good win for Chelsea for their morale. Uh, yeah, uh, well, yeah, a good win for their morale, I guess. Um, I guess it's a bigger loss for Arsenal, though, in terms of the table. Right? Yeah, definitely. A, a big a big result for Leicester City, who are now three points clear and are in first place. Uh, Chelsea do move up to 13th place, a point behind Everton in 12th place. Um, but yeah, it, you know, really what changed the game was the uh, Paramount red card in the 18th minute. Um, yeah. And then Diego Costa scores five minutes later, a nice finish. Uh, Czech was immense in this game. Um, he kept them in the match. Uh, I mean, th- and there were chances for Arsenal to, to, to equalize. Uh, Flamini had a sh- shot before, right before halftime that... Really, he should have tried to head in. I don't know what he was doing. Um, he tried the ball. It was, he was like probably eight, ten yards away from goal. He tried to volley it. It was just it was a bad attempt. And then a couple of chances in the second half, including a Sanchez whiff. Um, 
that being said, I think it was a red card. I don't really think there can be a debate. What, what do you think? I mean, he was Mertesacker was the last man. He made contact. It was a clear goal scoring opportunity. Um, oh yeah, definitely. I, I I mean I mean Diego Costa obviously did the smart thing and took took a big touch. I mean that's what you're gonna do if yeah. you're in that position. And if you know someone sliding behind you, he did he did clip the back of his leg. Yeah, and he he didn't get any ball. And can you blame Mertesacker? I mean you're not gonna catch up to him. Just slide. <laughs> Uh, yeah, maybe. No, 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 I mean, no. I, I mean, a red card probably wasn't worth it. You have, you don't really have a... I don't know what the statistics are, but if you're not going to... If it's 0-0 zero, zero and you're getting a red I card... I mean, that, early, that early in the match, yeah, it's difficult to come back from that. I mean, anyway, Arsenal are in third place now. They're tied with City on points, um, 44 points each. Uh, two points ahead of Tottenham. You know, Tottenham, they're coming on, man. They could be a dark horse team to win the league. I mean, they're only five points off first place. Yeah, and, and Leicester, I Leicester think, have yeah. three. Leicester have three hard matches coming up. So, I mean, even a Champions League berth for Tottenham, I feel like, would be huge for the club. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, here's the thing: Leicester's Leicester's next three fixtures are Liverpool, City, and Arsenal. And no matter what the results are, Tottenham's going to move up if they continue to win. You know what I mean? So you said, yeah, you said Leicester's string of games was what? Liverpool, City, and Arsenal. Okay. So I, I remember. So, but like a month ago, they had a hard string of games too. No, no, no I'm not saying they aren't yet. capable. But I'm saying even if Leicester, if Leicester wins those games, and Tottenham win their games, then Tottenham is in second place. Yeah, because they're, cause they're yeah they're playing each other. That's what I'm saying. Tot- Tottenham's next three games are Norwich, Watford, and then City, which is you know tough match. But I mean, if they can get six points out of these next two, which they should, they're right there. Yeah, it'll be interesting. So, so what are your predictions though for the top five? I think it's just going to stay like it is. Really? Yeah, I really think. Well, you know, I'm going to go with Arsenal because I chose them to win the league. So we'll stick with it. I'll say Arsenal will win the league. Leicester um, will be in second place, City in third, Tottenham in fourth, and Man City in fifth. Man United, you mean? I mean Man United, sorry. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think I think it's going to be the same. I mean, what I hope for, I mean... I mean, I hope Leicester so, I mean, wins. Yeah, I hope Leicester wins. I mean, this is a mix, I guess, because I hope Leicester wins, so I'm just going to say that just so... Well, your pick has no shot, so... Chelsea? Yeah. <laughs> Well, no, no, they, I think, know, yeah, they're only, it's almost 19. impossible. 19 points clear is actually, wow, okay, the Premier League's really tight this year, because that's, I feel like the difference between the first and 13th in other leagues would be more than 19. Uh, maybe. Because in, in, I know for Roma and Serie A, we're, we're, we're 12 points clear, and we're in fifth to first. You're so, 12 uh, points clear or 12 points down? Whatever. I, I like to think it of it. As, I, don't know. I thought you meant you're like twelve points clear of the sixth place team. Oh no no, we're twelve points away from first. Okay. Um. <laughs> wow. But yeah, I mean no, Chelsea has no shot. Uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna call this Leicester, Arsenal, City, Tottenham, United. Okay. Yeah. And well, then, speaking yeah. speaking of Roma. Speaking of Roma, they could not manage to get anything in Juventus in a packed Juventus stadium. Uh, Dybala was the difference maker in the 77th minute. Is that what it's called, Juventus Stadium? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I did not know that. Uh, yeah, but in this game, I would say... Wait, wait, okay, wait, wait. Before we talk about like the specifics of the game, 
uh, Dybala's touch on that goal. I mean, this kid's awesome, man. He, I mean, we all knew he was going to be really good, but he's a star. And Juventus, you know, they lost um, Carlos Tevez, and you thought, where are they going to get the goals from? They have, they get Mandzukic, they get Dybala, Zaza, all these guys, and they're playing well. I mean, Zaza, I don't think Zaza's played very much. Uh, he might be injured, actually. Um, but yeah. um, Dybala, he's a great player. Yeah, I mean, Ju- Juventus, I mean, with the help of Dybala, as you said, yeah. I-, I think they've won their last 11 games now yeah. in Serie A, and if they win one more, they're going to break a record that Roma's coach, right. Spalletti, yeah, Spalletti recently earned. Previously held right. uh, in his first stint with the club, but um, they, you know what? They, they deserve it. People were saying like two months ago that they should fire Allegri. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean now they're only two points away from two points off of Napoli. I mean, and, and on that goal, that was really the only defensive breakdown um, from Roma. And Florenzi, as much as I love him, I don't know if he's still a starter for this team. We'll see how what El Shirawi can do. The only thing that keeps he, his energy is just always so high, but like that that, that can be a that can be a harm too. So, well, uh, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. They're in a transition period right now. I don't know this this. So Spalletti came into this game with a three five two, or sorry three four two one. Wait, no, no, three four three maybe. Uh, hold on. wait. I mean, okay, it doesn't really matter. It, it's it's it was a, it was a three five two. Yeah. Okay. With uh, Salah and Jekko up top, and neither of these Salah or Jekko, both transfers coming in, are performing, and it's it's ridiculous. I mean, Pjanic is really the only player who I thought had it had a decent game. Um, Manolas is always solid in the back, but I I think it's a bigger it's a bigger problem than just Rudy Garcia from before. I I just don't think we're a champion or a league title contender like we were, like people predicted us to be. But, um, you know, I hope Jekko can find himself and everyone can just look how I know they could play at one point. Whether that be overachieving or not, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I think it's safe to say they're out of the title race. But. Yeah, I mean, it was a 3-4-3, it was a 3-5-2, three, three, whatever you want to say. De Rossi was playing center back effectively. Yeah, the, the center center back. Yeah, yeah. Like he was. But really, it was more like I don't know. It was like a it was a fluid formation, you know, because Dini and Florenzi would come back and play fullback. Jurassi had a license to move around. It was yeah, a, yeah, it was an interesting interesting formation. But three shots, they got outshot twelve to three. That's not good enough. No, uh, but I don't think we were. Ever, I, I think we were playing for the the draw or some lucky counterattack goal. But I I don't. Jekko right now, and I'm not saying we should sell him in January, I'm not saying, yeah, you have to keep him on, but like, Jekko right now, he gets the ball, and then nothing happens. But like, like there's no, he, he's not making runs, he, he's trying to like, do hold up play, but it's just, the play just suddenly like, stops once Jekko gets the ball, you know what I mean? Yeah. It seems like a fast moving attack, and then... I feel like he needs to start making runs, and they need to start whipping in crosses for him right. instead of trying to play it up through the middle. Well, where, where is Tati, by the way? Tati is had some injury issues. He's going to be ready to play this weekend against Frozenone. But uh, people are saying it'll be interesting to see But wasn't him. he on the bench? Yeah. 
He, he, but he was on the bench. He was available, but okay. He was, so he wasn't fully healthy. I've been wondering because yeah. I thought he was back for a while. Yeah, yeah. He, I, I think he. I think he played the week before last with Tati. It's just like you're not gonna play him week week to week. He's yeah. just not like fit enough. Fair enough. So yeah, fair enough. Okay. Well, we can move on from Roma now. I mean, it's 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 a. Uh, I mean, Juventus are now in second place, as I said, with 45 points. Napoli in first with 47. Roma now in fifth place, 12 points off of Napoli, six points off of third place. Um, yeah, not a good time to be a Romanista. No. Uh, I mean, I say that, I, and I'm I, an Everton fan. <laughs> I will say, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, but... I, well, I guess you expected highly, so this is bad for you, too. But um, I think that... I think that the four Champions League, or the three Champions League teams are going to be... I, I think Fiorentino will get it ahead of Inter Milan. Uh, I think Paulo Sosa has done a nice job, and hopefully uh, the new signings that we'll talk about in a minute will will get them going. Yeah, I mean, you look at Inter, and, I mean, defensively, far and away the best team in Serie A right now, but the goals just aren't there. 26 goals in 21 matches, that's, no. that's just not good enough. And Icardi... Icardi, yeah, he was expect, expected to have a better season. Yeah. He's had better seasons. Uh, yeah, yeah, but he hasn't he hasn't been able to get it done. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't had a whole lot of help, to be fair. Moving over to European transfers, I prefaced this before when you're talking about Fiorentina. Christian Teo and Mauro Zarate are heading on their way to Fiorentina. Christian Teo is coming on loan uh, from Barcelona. Before that, he was on loan to Porto, Porto for two years, and he got it done consistently over there. Uh, Zarate, proven West Ham striker. What do you think about these additions? Uh, very good additions to proven players, and they can help Fiorentina in their push for Champions League, and maybe even the league title. Yeah, and, and I think Zarate is going to help uh, replace Giuseppe Rossi, who just recently went on loan to Levante uh, in Spain, and, you know, he just was trying to come back from injury, but he, he wasn't first-team quality with the way he is right now, so I hope his career can go back to what it was before, but uh, in the meantime, it's nice for a new striker to be up top for Fiorentina. Just had to bring up Giuseppe Rossi. Uh, no, it's sad. It's sad, but, you know, the reality... It hurts. Yeah. I mean, wait, are you talking about his injury or not playing for the U.S.? <laughs> not playing for the U.S. I mean, right now his career is in shambles, so we don't even know if we would want him. Are you kidding? You, who who would you rather have, Josie Alcador or Giuseppe Rossi? This Giuseppe Rossi? You, yes. <laughs> uh... I think Aldador has played with all these people for a while, chemistry. Oh, my God. Okay, I am <laughs> holding you to that. <laughs> you are, like, the biggest Josie hater on the planet. No, I'm not. I would love to have Josie on our podcast. No, I'm joking. Neither of us hate Josie. He's a great player. He's a good player. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a great player for Toronto. He's, he's by far the best striker in our pool. By far, Aaron Johansson... Okay. You know what? That's another debate for another day. All right. <sighs> Speaking El of Shirawi. washed up strikers. What? How was El Shirawi washed up? Zero goals in 15 appearances for Monaco. <laughs> zero assists in 15 appearances for Monaco. Yo, I don't really understand this move. Okay, so I mean, we didn't even say El Shirawi on his way to Roma. Replacing Gervinho, who's on his way to China. Roma and China are both clubs. Um, well, I don't, I don't remember his name. You didn't put it on like, his notes. It's like or something. It's not important. <laughs> <laughs> you, 
You make the scripts, man. I don't remember the name. Well, I just said replacing Gervino. You didn't have to say where he was going. Okay. Anyways. El Trawi is on loan for that till the end of the season. And usually Roma like to buy the players that they loan in. Uh, But... You know, one point one point three million uh, euros guaranteed, and then 15, okay. 15 million with option. Why can't Roma just spend twenty five million dollars on a first choice striker? Like, why? <laughs> do, why? why I, I don't understand. I mean, Jekyll, who's we thought was going to be good, El Sharawi. Uh, I mean, even Salah. Like, they were not even first-choice players. They were. I mean, Salah was yeah. at Fiorentina, but... No. Well, I think Rudy Garcia just killed the talent in both Jekko and Salah, I'm, so now they're... Pay, <laughs> pay 50 mil and get Lukaku. Okay, we don't have that much. We're trying to build a stadium, okay? Isn't that the important thing, not getting results? <laughs> <laughs> at this point, our ultras have left, and we're not going to get fans of that stadium. <laughs> I mean, the Olympico is kind of a crap hole. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's historic. It just, attendance was better in, like, the in like the 2000s and the 90s for Serie A. I think it's more, uh, it's a, it's, it's a microcosm of what's happening in Serie A, really, but. What, the Roma situation? Yeah, I mean, I don't know, like, the fans and attendance and the money. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's, okay, yeah. Like, Juventus okay. is, uh, Juventus is probably the the only club that's, like, They've got packed stadiums. They're financially, they're just, they're just a great club. Uh, I have a lot of respect wow. for them. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on. We've had too much Serie A in this episode. That's what the fans want. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. That's actually true. <laughs> All right. Uh, going over to the uh, Premier League, Chelsea chose to loan out Christian Atsu to Malaga. Uh, do you think Atsu should have played for Chelsea? <laughs> Well, I mean, he what well, he was the uh, the uh, African Cup of Nations player of the tournament. Yeah, he's a good player. Malaga in twelfth place. They need some help. They want to get back to the Champions League. Probably not going to happen this year, but uh, you know, maybe maybe they like him, and maybe Atsu can find a home there and play well. You know, he barely played for Everton last year. He when he where he was on loan, he hasn't really played for Chelsea. Um, I think he's a good player, but we'll, we'll see. Hopefully, he can play well there. All right, and uh, more in England, Adebayor signing with Crystal Palace. Uh, I, b- I believe he was unattached, right? Tottenham didn't renew their contract, or if so, he hasn't been playing. <laughs> uh, no, I, th- I think he was still on a team. He was? I, I don't know. Oh, yeah, free transfer, free transfer. Yeah, it's a free transfer. He, w- he was on a team, though. Oh. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, they just, they just, I mean, they just got rid of his wages, essentially. But it says, okay. I mean, it's until yeah. 2015, so he might have like become like he, his contract might have ended after January, so they had to like. Truce. Okay, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you could be right. I don't know. No, I, I find it hard to believe he wouldn't have found a place to sign. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he's he's bad, but not that bad. Okay. Well, um, yeah, Adebayor. He's not bad. I mean, he's he's played for clubs like Arsenal, Manchester City, Tottenham. He's been a good striker in the Premier League, but he's a little washed up, I'd say. Signs with Crystal Palace. Decent signing for them. Yeah, yeah. All right, and then over in Germany, we've got our fellow American, John Brooks, uh, the owner, coming out and saying that 
John Brooks isn't going anywhere amid uh, Wolfsburg rumors, right? Wolfsburg and Schalke. Yeah. Um, but you know what? This is a good. This is a good decision for John Brooks and for Ertha. Currently in third place, looking to play in the Champions League. I mean, he he's got to stay put and help that team make it and play in the Champions League next year. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, if if it ain't broke, don't fix it, as they say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? You don't think that applies to this? I don't think that applies to anything. But that's just my philosophy. Well, I mean, so. yeah, okay, no, no, I don't think that's a good saying. I just think that, like, the message from that saying, like... Is applicable to this situation? Yeah. Okay. I don't want to spend our episode <laughs> discussing semantics and idiomatic phrases. <laughs> that seems <laughs> fun, though. We should just stack up on podcasts. Yeah, we, should, we should start a lot of different podcasts. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that the listeners would enjoy. All right. Uh, going over to MLS transfers, uh, Minor Figueroa got transferred to FC Dallas from the Rapids. Um, what, what do you think this guy can do for the Rapids? Uh, well, he's a very good fullback, a very good player. He can also play center back. This guy had 148 appearances for Wigan Athletic, um, mostly in the Premier League, 35 appearances with Hull. Um, so, you know, he's, he's a good player. Mm-hmm. And 113 um, appearances with Honduras. Yeah, exactly, and I, th- I believe he was in Colorado. Yeah, from he was in Colorado before this. Um, he's a good player. He'll definitely help FC Dallas out, and they are gearing up, man. They they kept they kept their players. They're gearing up for for another run, and hopefully, I mean, I, I don't know how long how much longer how much longer they'll be able to hold on to Fabian Castillo and Mauro Diaz. Uh, it seems like they, they might be moving to Europe pretty soon. So this might be the last year where they can be true contenders. They do have other players like Kellen Acosta and Uyoa, um, some young guys in there. But, yeah, I think this is their, I think this could be their year. MLS needs Castillo to stay, though, I think. Yeah. I know. He needs to be a player who stays in MLS his whole career. Yeah, that would be awesome. And yeah. It was, it's I mean, Joe, Joe Vinko's staying, so that's good. We know for sure he's staying. Man, I, I'm excited for MLS now that we started talking about <sighs> Me this. too. Me too. Uh, luckily, we're staying in MLS for the for this portion of the podcast. Connor Casey <laughs> signing with Columbus. Uh, the 34-year-old forward last played for Philadelphia, and he's pretty proven in MLS. Did you know that Connor Casey has played for Mainz, Hanover, and Borussia Dortmund? Like, he's actually played... Okay, wait. Well, why don't you do? Um, why don't I guess how many caps he's made for for each club? Okay. All right. So for Mainz, I'm gonna say twenty-eight. Um. Wait. Let me, let me pull it back up because um, I don't really. I remember. I remember the numbers for the other two clubs for Hamburg and Dortmund. <laughs> you counted on your memory for that. Okay. Mainz forty. Okay. Uh, and then for who was the other club besides Dortmund? He's played for Hanover and British of Dortmund. Okay, so Hanover, I'm going to say 15. 23. He's also played for Carl Suhe. I I don't know if that's a Bundesliga or a Bundesliga 2. Yeah, I'll just finish it up with Dortmund here. With Dortmund, 5. 4. Okay. He did did score for Borussia Dortmund, though. Wow. And they got rid of him. Wow. He had 8 goals in 23 appearances with Hanover. Pretty good. Three goals and 40 appearances for Mainz, though. But this guy, 71 goals in 191 uh, in 191 appearances. That's really good for MLS. He's a very good backup striker for Kai Kamara. Um, and, I mean, a lot of those... Recently, he's been off the bench, so that's a really good goal-scoring record. Um, 
But yeah, I, you know, I've always known who Connor Casey was because, like, he's ever since I've started watching soccer, he's been an MLS player. I did not realize he had a history in Europe like that. Um, Fourteen goals in twenty-three games for Borussia Dortmund too, in a year. Yeah, I mean, back when your Europe was where players wanted to play. That's just that's just a general statement. I I, I I'm I'm liking this whole MLS growth. It, it no, took but I think years, but... I th- no no no. I think this is a good because look at Connor Connor Casey, fourteen goals in twenty three appearances for Borussia Dortmund too. I mean, it's a good lesson. Like guys like Kenny Cooper and Jonathan Bornstein and stuff who've played for Manchester United youth academies. That does not mean that these players are going to be stars. These guys weren't even regulars for the U.S. national team. Casey has 19 appearances. I don't know how many Cooper has. Bornstein played quite a bit. Or Spectre, excuse me, Spectre. Spectre was the one who played for... Basically, uh, you're just giving me more evidence that Julian Green doesn't have unlimited potential. No, no, no. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying it doesn't necessarily mean anything. Like, Terrence Boyd was another player who played for Borussia Dortmund, too. But, 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 I mean, I mean, there's, there's another... The other thing is the eye test, though. Like, when I see a player like... Pulisic, like well, yeah, Pulisic, Pulisic is on a different level, right? I, th- I mean, I think he, honestly, I think he has the potential to be the best U.S. player of all time. <laughs> I really do. Uh, I mean, I know that's a lot of pressure to put on a kid, but we're a small podcast, and I'm ninety nine percent sure he won't hear that. So. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he d- he does have the technical ability to, to get there. I-, I just think that, like... He was on the bench this weekend. Oh, no, no, to get to the best player of all time. No, I know, uh, but already at 17 years old? He, I mean, I'm excited. Wait, has he, he has he made any U23 caps, right? Yeah. No, he hasn't. Okay. I think he will, though, Only, soon. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he'll be... if. Okay, this is this is what if we do qual- we might not even qualify for the Olympics. If we do qualify for the Olympics, it'll be interesting to see what players play where, like Yedlin, Brooks, Pulisic. Like if Pulisic starts playing for Borussia Dortmund, do we just play him the Copa America or do we play him in the Olympics? It's an interesting dilemma. Yeah, that's uh, true. Or like Rubio Rubin. All right, well. We're, we'll have time to talk about the U.S. men's national team. Right now we're in MLS. Uh, so continuing on with Columbus, Kamara may not be returning as a crew player this March. Yeah, the silver boot. Is there an MLS silver boot? I do not know. but Well, the silver boot um, winner, I guess, recipient um, in MLS. Uh, yeah, in a contract dispute, Kai Kamara with Columbus. He will report to camp, though, to preseason. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Yeah, uh, as a Columbus fan, I really want to hang on to him. I think we, we all do. <laughs> <laughs> Great insight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess, I guess, I guess any MLS fan would know that. I'm just a Crew fan. Oh, from the games that I've watched extensively, I figured out that Kamara is a goal scorer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, I'm gonna need pronunciation with it. With I mean, we do have Connor Casey now. So, Kai who? <laughs> Hashtag Kai who. Uh, so, I'm going to need pronunciation help with this next guy. Uh, I'll try. Hele Von Dame? 
I think it's just Yele Van Damme. Okay, I overcomplicated it. Okay. <laughs> you, you, you like went from French to, or from from Spanish to French there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the Dutch J is Yele. Yele. Okay, good to know. Yeah, So he went to LA. He has two hundred five appearances for Standard Liège in Belgium, and he he's quite the hero back in Belgium and uh, pretty proven. Yeah, he's a center back. Can play left back. Um, also has played left midfield. Interestingly enough, has thirty one appearances for the uh, Belgian national team. Um, yeah, so. It, it, he's a good player. Um, we'll see how he... Fill the role I mean, of Omar Gonzalez? Yeah, exactly. That's the big thing, right? Um, they needed a defender. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how he fits in. Uh, Omar Gonzalez, killing it, by the way. We'll, we'll get to him a little bit later. Killing it, by the way, in, in, in Mexico. Uh, all right. Uh, Saputo, the Montreal owner, can't answer if Drogba will play full season. Uh, yeah, so he can't really, he can't, that's what he said. He says he doesn't know if Drogba will play a full season for Montreal. Right now it's looking like he will play for at least the first half. It's just a bad situation, a bad look for MLS in my opinion. Joey Saputo definitely wants him back. Um, there were rumors that Jervinho might be going to Montreal, but obviously that's not happening. Um, that would be awesome. I think he would do really well. I mean, he's just another Dominic Arduro. Yeah, well, you know they have their moments. <laughs> he's definitely more. Te- he's definitely more technical. I mean, okay, going back, Jervinho is like the has been the best player for Roma in the last year. No, in terms of goals uh, and assists. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think someone tweeted this, but like, if he matches the record of Perotti, who are linked with, or Steven Al Sharawi, oh, I'll be, I'll be, or sorry, if those players match his record, I'll be generally shocked. No one gives credit to Jervinho for what he's done. Oh no, yeah, but. Uh, I, I, Stupid. 18 million euros anyway. is decent. Isn't that how much you paid for Dumbia? Um, no, it was a little less than that, but you know what? <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I think it. I don't. These veterans, or some of, some of these veterans, with, with their whole yeah, with their whole contract issues, sometimes. I mean, like, like who was it? Like, Frank Lampard. Like, that wasn't a good look for MLS when he didn't want, want to come back. Instead, he wanted to play, uh, extend his loan with Manchester City. Yeah. I, I mean, okay. Or not loan. But it was a transfer, right? Yeah, technically he wasn't owned by NYCFC. So, uh, it was just a weird situation. Yeah, it's not a good look. Luckily, we had, Jovin- we had Jovinko to save us all. Yeah, I, I think the Americans are the, are the people who... Who have like made MLS like very like have made have made people take it more seriously recently? I disagree. I mean, I Giov- think I mean like obviously like Giovinco, Giovinco, Dos Santos. Um, I just mean in terms of the attitude and like kind of well, leadership. I mean, Kaká. Okay, Kaká has done well with leadership. Kaká too. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, th- who was it? Um, FC Dallas uh, just signed a Stuttgart midfielder called named Carlos uh, Grezo. He's a twenty-year-old. Uh, he played in the World Cup with Ecuador, made 18 appearances with Stuttgart. Um, so, uh, he, I mean, these are the types of signings you want to see him make, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, those were more, like, low-key. I'm just saying, like, the whole, like, like, do you think that, like, the advertising campaign for, like, st- like Steven Gerrard really, like, paid out well, for L.A.? No, but we have more viewers in England now. That's true, that's true. 
So that's the point of these signings, and that's the thing MLS haters have to realize, Euro snobs have to realize. That is the first step. That is always the first step. And, like, we saw Lampard succeed, succeed in England in his last year with Manchester City. He was scoring goals. Yeah. Uh, we'll move on. We'll talk about it a little more when we get to Jordan Morris. Yeah. Uh, b- b- yeah, before we get to Jordan Morris, we're going to talk about uh, Tim Howard, the man who once said, if you cut me open, I'll bleed blue, is now linked to the Colorado Rapids in May. <laughs> or to be transferred Well, May. yeah, it seems, it seems likely that he will sign with Colorado um, in May. Uh, initially, we thought it's not going to be possible. He might, and then we thought, oh, he might come in January. Now it seems like he's going to sign with May. Look, I'm an Everton fan. I love Tim Howard. Absolutely my favorite player. Uh, besides Landon Donovan in the history of soccer. Um, but he has just not been good in the last two years, last year and a half. Um, so it'll be great for MLS. Don't really know if I want him to be in Colorado in terms of marketing. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it'll be good for MLS to have a, a big-name player like Tim Howard back in the league. Because even, even, like, just... <clears throat> casual soccer fans, or, I mean, even people who aren't necessarily soccer fans know who Tim Howard is because of the World Cup. So there'll be a buzz everywhere he goes. People um, will want to watch him. People will be cheering him. Um, so, yeah. It will be a great signing for MLS. Just to ask you uh, a little bit about his performance for Everton, um, do you think that the amount of goals conceded would will go heavily down if they bring in, you know, like a just like a standard Premier League keeper? Uh, it's hard to say because the defense hasn't really been that great. And Howard did have a really good performance recently against Man City. Um, so do you still want to hold on to Stones? Yes, that's a tough one, man. I mean, 50 million pounds, you can do a lot with that. Yeah. I still think I still think we should because he's just a great young player. Um, but I, I don't know. He seems a little bit out of it. It might be best for him to move on, unfortunately. Yeah, all right. You, you prefaced it before. Uh, Jordan Morris signs with Seattle, uh, you know, after he rejected Werder Bremen. Wow, that was, uh, that was not very exciting. You're supposed to say Jordan Morris, next U.S. men's national team superstar, U23 U.S. men's national team player, U.S. goal scorer against Mexico, Dos Acero <laughs> hero, Jordan Morris. No, I, no, I'm actually excited. I'm excited to see what he can do. I'm excited too. I man. think he's going to get a lot of a lot of appearances this season, and you think so? Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, obviously, you know, they still have Martins and Dempsey, but I think I think he'll and and Nelson Valdez. Oh, true. Don't forget true, Nelson true. Valdez and Andreas Ivanchitz. Is Ivanchitz a striker? No, but he's an attacking midfielder and an outside midfielder. I don't know, man. I wanted to see him play for Werder Bremen. As you said, he rejected Werder Bremen's contract. I don't think this is a bad move for him by any means, if he's going to play. Um, I hope. Ziggy Schmidt said he would get his chances. I hope he gets his chances. I would Obviously, I would like to see him play for Werder Bremen, but um, I don't know. I think it's a good move for him. It's a good move for MLS. It's a, it's a good get for MLS to keep a player like Jordan Morris. Um, and look... You know, I'm, I'm about to rant a little bit. You know, I see a lot of hate towards this kid already. 
Um, because, you know, he said he was homesick or whatever. That's valid. He is a human being. You know what I mean? I think so often with celebrities and with, um, with athletes, we forget that these guys are people too. And it happened with Lana Donovan when he was suffering through depression. And, you know, it happens with Jordan Morris. If he, if he wants to be at home, if he wants to play in the U.S., then we should let him play in the U.S. We should, that's where he's comfortable. You and I, you know, we think, oh, if I could play, I would want to play in England and play for Everton, and you would want to play for Roma, but that would be really, really difficult, at, at, at our, especially at our age right now. You know, I would, I mean, for you, you're 15, you'd be away, or 16 now, you'd be away from your parents, or our parents. No, yeah. You know what it, I mean? It, 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 we only think about the implications in terms of development and scoring record and chemistry and all that. We, we, I mean, you know, there's a lot to consider if you're, if you're rejecting that offer. Yeah, th- these, these, these are people. I mean, same thing with celebrities, too. Like, you know, I don't know. But the, the other thing that, you know, people... It, it, this, this move has really divided USA fans into pro-MLS and pro-Europe. And I think we're both sort of in the middle because we love MLS, but we do think Europe is better for development, and we recognize that. You know what I mean? So it's it's interesting. It's definitely split people down the middle. We just got to support the players, you know? We got to support his decision right now because this does not mean his whole career will be spent in MLS. He's This is, you know, he hasn't even played a professional club match yet. So I think this is probably a good transition. Yeah, I mean, uh, Werder Bremen are in a relegation battle. Uh, I mean, I'd like to have seen him there, but like I said, this is not necessarily a bad decision. I just think people need to lay off on the MLS bashing. I mean, it just it just bugs. I don't want to alienate any of our listeners. Like, I'm sorry if you disagree with me. Please let me know. Please send us an email um, or leave a comment um, on SoundCloud or whatever. But if you if, how do you expect the league to get any better if you don't support it? I mean, this league is 20 years old. You know, yeah, we signed these players like Drogba and, you know, Lampard and Gerrard. That's to get people in the seats, and it is valid. But we also signed players, we're starting to sign players like Dos Santos and Grezo and uh, Jovinko and Bradley. You know? Mm-hmm. How are we going to make this? How, how are we going to make this league better? How are we going to get to a point where we have a strong league? Aside from Brazil and now Belgium, I mean, the strongest team in the world have in the world have the strongest leagues, um, and then also maybe except for England, who who aren't great. Um, but you see now it's because a lot of the English players play. F- for uh, lower level teams, you know, in the in the Premier League, and and honestly, if Seattle is going to play good attacking soccer, then that is better for him. Maybe than playing, you know, it's like Josie Altidore and Sunderland. Yes, he's in the Premier League, but was that better than him staying in the Netherlands, where he's scoring goals, where he's getting chances, where he's developing? No. So you know. I just think it's so much more complicated than Europe is better. Especially for a player who's not even close to being... He hasn't even played a match yet. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like he's 25, he's playing well in Europe, and he's coming back. Or he's 24, and he's coming back. He's 21 years old, which I know is not necessarily young compared to the rest of the world. But, you know. I mean, it, I, you know. And then I see, I see people saying to him, oh, well, Pulisic is 17, he's going to be so much better. Why can't they both be good? Like, why, why can't we root for both? I really don't get the mentality of some U.S. soccer fans. I do not get the U.S. soccer inferiority complex. I will never get it. Yes, our league is not where it should be. That doesn't mean we have to hate on it. I mean, we get enough. We get enough hate from. We get enough hate from European countries or England. You know. Yeah. We we have to as a fan base. We have to stick together, and we have to. We have to realize, like I said, one, we are humans. Two, this is not necessarily bad for Jordan Morris's development. This could be a good thing. And and, and number three, that we have. Yeah, we have to be united as a fan base. You know? I don't know. I mean, yeah, you're right. It's it's a lot more complicated than just Europe or MLS. I mean, like, you could fit way better in one club in Europe, which is such a broad term, than than another club in Europe. That's the other thing. Europe. MLS is... (laughs) I mean, if MLS was in Europe, it'd probably be the... Probably the ninth... Around the ninth best league or eighth best league, would you say? Yeah. Probably not. Probably closer to ninth or 10th. But still, Europe is such a broad term. Like, you have, obviously, the top five leagues. England, Spain, Germany, Italy, France. Then you have, like, Portugal and the Netherlands. After that, is, I mean, are any of the leagues really better? Maybe the championship and the Bundesliga, too? I mean, I'm not defending the people who don't, or who, who want players to go to Europe. But no, no one says, oh, I want to send our players to Belgium. But is that necessarily a bad thing? No, no, no. Like, I, yeah. I think Jordan Morris going to the Netherlands would have been a good thing. I know. that, that That's the issue. I mean, play, players playing on the best possible club isn't always the right place for them to play. I mean, yeah. Josie Altidore, point A, like you said before. Like, it's just... I don't know. And maybe Werder Bremen wasn't the right club for him. And... And something that was really cool to see at Jordan Morris's press conference was talking about how he was a fan as a kid of the Seattle Sounders. And I'm just like, wow, we're at that point. These players grew up watching MLS. Like, that's just really yeah, cool is, to me. That is awesome. So he's playing for his favorite team. I, I don't know. I just, I think, I think people are being ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to track Jordan Morris's performance. Uh, you know, throughout and the I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of Jordan Morris. I can't yeah, wait to see. Can He's doing amazing things at a young age. All right. Uh, so why don't we talk about more Americans, but this time Americans abroad. What are your top five performances from the weekend for Americans abroad? All right. So every week I do a top five um, Americans abroad performances. Uh, number five is Lyndon Gooch making his debut for Doncaster Rovers on road, on loan from Sunderland. Excuse me. He started and played ninety minutes. Apparently, the coach loved him, um, loved him in training. So you know he got he's getting his chance. Exciting stuff. Um, he's a good, he's a good player, man. I'm excited to see what he can do. Uh, Doncaster Rovers A League one side. Um, yeah. Number four, Omar Gonzalez. 
doing wonders for Pachuca. Pachuca fans already love him, playing great in that defense, found a club where he's appreciated, maybe. Um, he started and played 90 minutes in Pachuca's 4-1 win versus Club America. Uh, Ventura Alvarado also started in this match and had an own goal. I, I really hope we don't see him starting for the U.S. anytime soon, yeah, you've made that to be honest. Clear. Well, I mean, okay, Gonzalez, Beasler, Brooks, Cameron. Um, Cameron. I mean, they're all better. Miazga. All right, Luis Gill getting some playing time. And st- he started and played 90 minutes for Querétaro in their 3 nothing win over Dorados. And he's, you know, wh- you know what have I been telling you for a long time? He's, it's, it's players like Gill and Thompson, Tommy Thompson at San Jose. These guys aren't suited for MLS, right? They're, they, like, these small technical players, I think, are better off going to, to uh, like, Germany, or the Netherlands, or even Mexico. Not necessarily England. Um, because, I mean, that's, I think, that's where they've developed. And remember, Luis still had an offer from Arsenal when he was, like, 16 years old, turned it down to play for Real Salt. Like, that didn't work out. Uh, in Mexico now, uh, well, he didn't work out with uh, uh, RSL, I'm saying. You know, he didn't really yeah. play well. Um, but he's in Mexico now playing well, and it's 90 minutes for him. And then William Yarbrough, the goalkeeper, started in Club Leon's 3-2 win versus Cruz Azul. Uh, Club Leon, so, perfect perfect on the season so far. Zero losses and zero draws, all wins. William Yarbrough made six saves in this match. But he conceded two goals. He did, but he made six He made six saves. Okay, yeah, I mean, that's a lot, a lot of, people, of saves. A lot of, uh, people, people credit credit the win to him. Okay. I, yeah, I didn't, so, I didn't, yeah, I didn't watch. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I can't, yeah. I can't pick. Uh, and then... Number one, Alejandro Bedoya, our favorite player, the player we love to forget, uh, started and played 90 minutes for FC Nantes in a 2-2 draw versus Bordeaux, but scored a goal, a nice header on a nice cross. Uh, nice to see an American score this week. Bedoya, good player. Definitely a good player, and I think he should, hopefully, I hope he finishes his career, I mean, for Nantes in Europe, uh, you know, because he, he, I think he's always had his views about uh, Europe, uh, Europe you know, European leagues like him being the right place for him. And I hope that money yeah. or whatever wages don't bring him to MLS just for that. Because I, I, I don't want, you know, I want to see him finish. Okay, but that's the other thing. Can you really blame a player for taking money? No, but I I mean, you would just know that his attitude about MLS, he's not for, like, the whole progression. Yeah, but there have been rumors of him coming to Colorado. Yeah, but I'm sure Colorado's contacted him, but he's not... He's yeah, well, we'll see, we'll see what happens. I mean, I, obviously, I'd like him to stay there. He's playing really well. Um, he always has played well, right? Like, yeah, he for the last two years for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, he, I, great player. You know, as long as Jurgen doesn't play him at defensive mid again, we're all good. Remember when he played defensive mid against Brazil? Yeah. I, oh yeah, I remember that. That was that was ridiculous. Oh, anyway, Sahil, we're coming to the end here. That's all of our segments, except we're bringing... Well, we're starting a new segment. So it's not all of our segments. We're starting our favorite goals of the week. Why don't we start with you? My favorite goal of the week was uh, Messi's 51st-minute scissor kick against Malaga uh, over the weekend. It was just a great cross from Adriano, great way, great way to find the ball, and left-footed. I mean, I know that's a strong foot, but just describing it... Um, Messi, gotta love him. Um, yeah, my goal of the week is Dele Ali. I mean, he so much control. 
he flicks it, well, he doesn't really flick it up to himself, he takes it in the air, turns it around in the air, it's hard to describe, and then volleys it into the bottom corner, I mean, he's just an incredible player, he's been a revelation, and then also, uh, just for, you know, just to add to our segment, we'll, uh, we're gonna do a Soccer Brothers Best Assist of the Week, uh, Mahrez, with an Elastico Nutmeg, and then a pass, uh, to, uh, Uyoa, who scored a goal, I mean, absolutely fantastic, um, these goals won't be in the description, but our website, SoccerBrothersPodcast.com, will be launching soon. I know it's been a little bit delayed. We've had a little some issues, but it will be soon, and we do have segments for our favorite goals of the week. Also, our USMNT Top 5s will also be on the website. So if you ever want more information, go check. Go, well, not yet, but we'll, we'll let you know on Twitter or Facebook. Follow us on, on so our social medias uh, so you know when the site goes live. Hopefully by next week, the site will be live by our next episode. A site that is live and is amazing if you want to buy sports apparel merchandise is AmbitiousStrike.com. They represent the company of Ambitious Strike where they sell uh, tank tops, t-shirts, super comfortable. If you want to get 15% off on your entire purchase, enter the coupon code BROTHERS at checkout. Uh, The link is always in the description. Yeah. All right. And we are bringing a segment back, Sahil. Uh, we have a game. Still haven't named oh, it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, we still haven't named it, but basically one of us will ask the other per- or give the other person a name. They have to talk about whether they or what they think of their game, where they would rate them in the current national team pool, and if they will play the 2018 World Cup, assuming that their na- assuming that their national team qualifies. These, these don't need to be U.S. players, but I did pick a U.S. player for you. Are you ready? Yes. The U.S. sensation, Kristen, Christian Pulisic. So, uh, what's the first thing again? <laughs> what do you think of his game? Pulisic's game. I think that uh, he, his technical ability is just not something that you see at such a young age at. Part of technical ability is just development, but I think just the little tiny touches that he makes, it just seems like he knows what he's doing at all times. Every touch is for a purpose. Kind of like, I mean, I don't want to compare him to Messi, but like, you know, uh, that's what I think when I see him. And uh, his passing is is just, for his age group, uh, is, is absolutely incredible. And I think that I think that he could develop into that number 10 that the U.S. needs going forward because we don't, I don't know if we're going to have a solid... Uh, I don't know if we know of right now a solid number 10 in those 2022 and 2026 World Cups. So, Yeah, I mean, I, I love him. But I mean, this is your... <laughs> yeah. This is your... You, so you, you don't think he'll make it? 2022, you're saying? Oh, no, no, no. I mean, I was just saying... I mean, I was just saying that, like, he, I think he'll have that cemented number 10 role uh, in 2022. Bye, bye, 2022. Okay, yeah, you know, I... Oh, sorry. I well, didn't really answer the question, though. Yeah, okay, sorry. I was, I was confused for a second. Um, <laughs> do I think he's going to make the 2018 World Cup now? <laughs> really? Two and a half years. I mean, if he, okay, if he breaks into... He's already on the bench. If he starts playing... I mean, that means by that time he'll have two and a half seasons playing for Borussia Dortmund. Yeah... Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it depends. Well, you know what? You're, you you answer the questions. It's your it's 
This is your turn. I, I, I don't think so. I, I, I just okay. don't see it happening. Fair unless enough. unless Jurgen at the last second, you know, like three months before the World Cup, plays him in March, plays him twice before the World Cup, and then replaces <laughs> and replaces a big time name, maybe Michael Bradley, you know, I don't know. The Fabian Johnson. Yeah, yeah. And puts in Pulisic. And then everyone okay. hates Pulisic. Okay. <laughs> Right. You have an email for this podcast at soccerbrotherspodcast at gmail.com. We also have a Twitter that's at Soccer Bros Pod. A uh, similar page on Facebook. You can like us there. My brother has a Twitter. It's at Big Time Brownie. Mine's at ASR underscore Saho. Uh, if you're on iTunes, you can review us, rate us. If you're on SoundCloud, you can like us, follow us. Uh, either way, you're listening to our podcast. You can also listen to us at Google Play. Uh, you know, talk about this to your friends who like soccer. Uh, we usually don't say that, but. That would be awesome. Uh, if you enjoy us, you know, pass, uh, spread the word, and our, and our website's going to be up soon. So a lot of exciting stuff for the podcast, a lot of exciting stuff in the soccer world. Uh, uh, yeah, exciting, exciting time. And the, U- the, the next time we record, we will have had another, we will ha- finally have the USMNT play one more time. I'm excited, man. This Sunday, January 31st. I don't know, dude. I might be watching the Pro Bowl instead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even understand the Pro Bowl anymore. I don't think they... I, I mean, considering the time when the U.S. play, it'll be like 9 a.m. in Hawaii. I don't think that's going to be a thing, problem. All right, good. You're right, I'll get to watch both. You want to watch the Pro no, Bowl? Not, Aaron Rodgers not, isn't even there. Yeah, I know. Uh, Julius Peppers got, got in there, though. That's true. Uh, I mean, okay, who cares? This is a soccer podcast. This is This is... This is a real football podcast. Oh, one more thing. I think the I think the most important thing in football up until the Super Bowl is that award ceremony. I love the award ceremony. Oh, the NFL honors? Yeah. Let's go. Who, who's hosting that this year? <laughs> Who cares? NFL honors. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> we'll see you guys. We'll see you guys later. Thanks for listening. Uh...